After Dark, I'm your host, Calvin Timms, and it is the final week before playoffs. It is time. Uh, everything comes down to this week, so let's get into last week's breakdown, and we'll see what we have going on this week. All right, so last week, if you guys remember, I was in a must-win situation going up against Rick, and I managed to pull out the victory. Uh, this is with a goose egg from... Uh, Rashad Bateman, which I was kind of surprised I was able to get a victory still, but my team went off Godwin, Keenan Allen, Leonard Fournette, basically everybody had a great week last week. I don't think anybody really, except for my kicker or defense, scored under 20 points, and my kicker even, I think I like 15 or 16 points, so it was just a very, very good week, uh, minus Rashad Bateman, and Rick had a very good week himself. Almost caught up with Javante Williams, David Montgomery. They all they both went off last weekend. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was kind of nervous going into Monday night with Javante Williams, but uh, yeah, he he ultimately lost to me. I moved one game back behind him, and it is going to be a nail biter. Uh, Dan was able to beat Keelan last week and basically eliminate Keelan from playoffs. Keelan has no hope anymore. If he had won, I think there's like a very, very small percentage chance that he was able to make playoffs, but that is now gone. We had James up against Ken, and James got the victory. A much-needed win for him. Keeps him in the playoff hunt going into this week. It was kind of close. Uh, Ken had a pretty decent week. Uh, Deontay Johnson, T. Higgins both kind of stepped up, but yeah, James' team is a little uh, down and out right now, but we'll see if he can bounce back this week in a critical matchup. I'll float that little teaser out there right now. Then in the next matchup, a nail-biter, a true definition of a nail-biter. We had Eric up against Braden. Eric ultimately got the win by six points. It was just a touchdown difference. And uh, if Braden had won, he would have locked himself for playoffs. With Even with a, a loss this week, he would have been locked for playoffs. But because he lost, he's now tied with myself and James in a three-way tie where only maybe all three of us can make playoffs. I'll break that down here in just a little bit. But more than likely, one of us is going to be eliminated from playoffs this week. Eric was a very critical win as well. Uh, It keeps him in the hunt for the bye because Ryan also won his matchup up against Jim. So those two are tied. Ryan still has a massive lead in points, but... They have a tied record, and Ryan has a hell of a matchup this week up against Dan, who is a powerhouse. So if Dan wins, Ryan loses, and Eric wins his matchup this week, he can secure the bye. So good win for Eric last week. Like I said, it was a nail-biter. If Braden had won, he would have locked himself in for playoffs, but he didn't. So now we have the standings. We have Dan up at the top, 11-2. He is already locked in a bye. There's no chance of him not getting the number one overall seed in the league. Number two and three are Eric and Ryan. Whoever finishes higher, if they finish tied this week, if they both lose, then Ryan will get the the two seed and the bye. If uh, Eric wins and Ryan loses, he will get the two seed and basically the bye, the other bye in the other half of the bracket. So it's a very critical matchup there. 
And number four, we have Rick still. Still has a chance to not make playoffs completely uh, based on some of the, the playoff scenarios that are breaking out, but had a great night last night with the uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers and Minnesota Vikings game. So he is not complaining too much after last night. But then right after Rick at number four, we have five, six, and seven. James, Braden, and myself were all tied six and seven. Like I said, it's very likely one of us will not make playoffs. I am the lowest out of all of us by a healthy margin in points. So if something goes down where we all, I finish tied with Braden or James, I will be eliminated from playoffs. So yeah, there is a lot to go on. And then in eighth place, we have Keelan. Ninth place, we have Jim. And 10th place, we have uh, we have Ken bringing up the back of the pack. So yeah, a interesting few games for that lower half because there's a few uh, first-round pick implications for those guys. But the biggest thing that I want to touch on today is just the playoff scenarios. And I know I touched on them a little bit a couple weeks ago, but this week has so many different variations and craziness that can happen. I just want to touch on a few of the bigger ones going into this matchup. Now, to lay the foundations for how these different playoff scenarios work, we have to understand the matchups. So I'm going to go through, instead of going through individual matchups this week to start, I'm going to lay out all five of the matchups and just touch on the ones, why they're so critical. So number one, we have myself against Ken. If I win, I am guaranteed a spot for playoffs. Uh, Ken wants to lose so he can confirm the number one overall pick because the next matchup we have Jim against Keelan. Uh, Jim is half a game behind Ken right now for the first overall pick. So if Ken wins and Jim loses, Jim would then get the number one overall pick. Well, the highest odds in the lottery. So it's kind of important for Ken to lose this week. And it is a great matchup for myself because Ken has a very large number of Colts and Dolphins players who are on bye this week. Seriously, what's up with that? Why do we have buys in week 14 the week before playoffs for fantasy? That's crazy, but whatever. So I am playing Ken. If I win, I am in. If I lose, I am basically knocked out of playoffs. Unless I lose, uh, Ken has like 200 points and I have like 195. I have to outscore Braden or James by an astronomical number. So I don't think that's going to happen. So I'm going to assume that I need to win to confirm my playoff spot. So again, we have Ken, uh, we have Keelan versus Jim. Then we have Rick versus Braden. We have James up against Eric. And then we have Dan and Ryan playing. So the Braden and Rick game is so important because if Braden loses, uh, he's he might be knocked out of playoffs. It's very likely unless I lose. Um, so Braden is win and get in to playoffs. If he wins and Rick loses, there is still a chance Rick can make playoffs if James also loses his matchup up against Eric. So Rick has a decent odds of getting into playoffs at this point. If Rick loses, Braden wins, myself win, and James also win their matchups, Rick will then be eliminated because he is the lowest in points scored for the league by a landslide. He is below even Ken at this point in terms of points scored, but he has had some lucky matchups as we have gone through the season 
where he's just scraped by just enough wins to basically almost lock himself for playoffs. If he finishes seven and seven, it's a real chance that it's probably like a 25% chance he makes playoffs at this point in time. And with that trade that I gave him last week with Dalvin Cook, touching on that real quickly, he went off in Thursday Night Football. So Braden is already the underdog. He needs a great week from his guys. He's got a few key players on bye and a few key players uh, that are coming off of injury, which really, really is unfortunate for Braden because, uh, yeah, in a must-win game, you don't want that situation. You don't ever want to be put in that situation. So uh, it's very unfortunate. But the other critical matchup is going to be James versus Eric. And this one's critical because, again, James needs to win or he needs Braden to lose to confirm his playoff spot um, or myself to lose. Because if James loses, he has to tie with myself or Braden to confirm a playoff spot. And just because he's had such a good season on points, he would confirm the last playoff spot. But it, it, it's going to be close. He is the favorite in that matchup over Eric by two points. So it is going to be neck and neck. James had three people play last night. He had Friar Muth, uh, Deontay Johnson, and Chris Boswell, all Steelers. But it wasn't the best performance. They weren't bad by any means, but you definitely want to see more than 27 points with those three guys going into the weekend. So Eric still has all of his guys left to play, but Eric is playing for that bye, that second bye. So we'll see how that one shakes out. But again, James needs to win to lock in a playoff spot. If he wins, he's locked. It's 100% confirmed. So just like myself up against Ken, win and you're in. The reason why I'm locked for playoffs, again, because I am the lowest in points of the three of me, Braden, and James, is because I have Rick beat in points. I don't have Braden beat in points, but I'm tied with Braden in record. Meaning, whoever loses that game, I will edge them out in the playoff hunt. So if Rick loses, I would be tied with him and have him massively on points. And if Braden loses, I'd be a game up. So that's how I would lock in my playoff spot. So that game is basically the uh, the critical point of this entire weekend. Who wins that game? As I said earlier, it's very likely Rick's going to win at this point. He is the massive favorite. I mean, he had Dalvin Cook and Najee Harris go off in that game. So he's at 63 points almost after just two players. So it's not looking great for Braden. But let's jump into the individual matchups. Now, again, I want to say that I'm going to blow Ken out of the water, but he did have KJ Osborne go off for a touchdown last night, got him 17.3 points. Don't love that. So here's hoping that uh, I can still overcome that. He is losing. He didn't have uh, Adam Thielen. I thought I'd be okay there, but I guess KJ Osborne is a fine replacement but he doesn't have Miles Gaskin, he doesn't have Tua, he doesn't have Jalen Rager, he doesn't have Jalen Waddle, he doesn't have uh, Zach Pascal, Nelson Aguilar. He is bleeding just because of the buys this week. So Ken's roster, I'm going to run through the whole thing real quick, is Matt Stafford at quarterback, Latavius Murray and Ty Johnson are his two starting running backs. We've got Russell Gage and KJ Osborne at wide receiver, Dalton Schultz at tight end, LaVishka Chenault and Donovan Peoples-Jones at flex. And yeah, that is a, it's a ragtag group of guys. But to be honest with you, 
Other than the running backs, I think Russell Gage could have a sneaky good week. I think that Dalton Schultz could have a good week. Uh, Chenault and Peoples-Jones, I think they could both have awesome weeks. So I think all of his wide receivers are a little underrated this week based on the matchups. Peoples-Jones against Baltimore, Chenault against Tennessee, and uh, Russell Gage up against Carolina. They're not the worst matchups on paper, so it could be a lot better for him on that front as well. So we'll see how his team ends up, but I do like my guys going into this weekend. I have Taylor Heineke at quarterback, uh, Leonard Fournette, and Chuba Hubbard going at running back. Still hoping that DeAndre Swift will be back next week, first week of playoffs, and I will be able to play him at that point. Um, I do have A.J. Dillon going up against Chicago, but I am leaning Chuba Hubbard over him in my RB2 slot just because it's Atlanta. You know, I, it's tough to not start a running back against Atlanta right now. Now, wide receivers, I've got hopefully Keenan Allen and C.D. Lamb. Keenan Allen dealing with the COVID stuff. Uh, he's vaccinated, so he just needs two negative tests. I haven't heard yet whether or not he's gotten that second one. I think he has one negative, but he needs a second one by Saturday at noon, I think, or Saturday at 4 o'clock or something like that. So we'll see if I can play him or not. That's a, that's going to be a big implication. And then um, the other thing is his teammate, Mike Williams, is also on the COVID list, and he may or may not be in that game as well. So it could be both of them, Keenan and Mike Williams. It could be just Keenan and no Mike Williams. It could be just Mike Williams and no Keenan. It could be neither of them in that game. So there's a very large range of outcomes that could happen there. Um, we'll see what happens. I do like Keenan Allen with Mike Williams. I don't want them to be able to just shut down Keenan. Uh, I don't think that would happen necessarily, but I don't love that piece of it. Now, tight end, I do have Kyle Pitts. Uh, Dallas Goddard is on by, so I have no choice but to roll with Pitts. Hopefully, the Falcons can try to come out here and, and do something on offense, but it's just been miserable uh, as a <laughs> Pitts owner this year just because you saw the glimpses of what he can do. They just need so much help on offense. It's crazy. Now, in my flex, I am running Chris Godwin and Elijah Moore. I do love Godwin against Buffalo. Their defensive secondary has not been as good. And uh, Elijah Moore up against New Orleans. Moore, he has been banged up this week, hasn't been practicing as much. So we'll see if he can actually get out there and play. If not, I, like I said, I do have A.J. Dillon that I could possibly throw in here over him. I don't think I'm going to start Rashad Bateman. Uh, just hard to trust him after a goose egg last week. So, yeah, this is going to be the team that I'm rolling out there. I do like my odds up against Ken in a must-win game. All right, and the next game I want to talk about is Dan versus Ryan. Um, again, Ryan needs to win to get that buy. If he wins, he gets he locks that buy in 100% confirmed um, just based on the points. Even if him and Eric tie, doesn't matter. Tiebreaker goes to Ryan. So their rosters are a little more interesting. We got Aaron Rodgers, Zeke, James Robinson, Justin Jefferson, who had a decent night last night, 20.5. That guy is so freaking good. Justin Jefferson, just watching him play, it's so smooth. I love watching Justin I wish I had Justin Jefferson in any league I'm in. It, unfortunately, I do not. I believed in him so much, and I never got a share of him. It really stinks because he's just so good. Uh, Cooper Cup, TJ Hawkinson, Tyreek Hill, and Stephon Diggs for Dan. So it's a powerhouse team. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he's got more guys on his on his bench. He's got Jonathan Taylor on by. He's got Damian Harris, Christian McCaffrey no more this year. 
but he's even got Darnell Mooney down there. So Dan's team is definitely a juggernaut. And Ryan's team can be a juggernaut at times. Uh, it all just depends which team shows up. But he's got Dak Prescott. He's got Nick Chubb, Elijah Mitchell, DJ Moore, Devontae Adams, George Kittle, DeAndre Hopkins, and possibly Debo Samuel. Uh, if not, he can definitely even roll out Odell Beckham Jr. up against Arizona. So he's got a decent lineup as well. It all just depends which one shows up. If Nick Chubb is the elite Nick Chubb or the uh, we're behind, so we're just going to go with Kareem Hunt in this matchup. DJ Moore, is it we're going to have accurate Cam Newton or are we going to just completely miss on every single pass? George Kittle, Debo Samuel, having both of those guys on the same team. So it's always a little bit of a risk. Um, I think he even might switch from uh, Dak to Kyler Murray, but we'll see who he ultimately rolls out in this matchup. I mean, it is a, I'd probably say Kyler personally, uh, but I do understand wanting to go with Dak Prescott in this matchup. So that game, it is two powerhouses. I mean, they are number one and number two in the standings right now for a reason, but we'll see if Ryan can secure the bye or if Eric, who we're going to jump to now, has a chance to catch up to him in this week's game. Now, Eric's roster is pretty good. I will point out a couple things as we go through here. So he's got Josh Allen, at quarterback, Josh Jacobs, Josh and Josh. At running back, we've got Antonio Gibson. Josh Jacobs is a little interesting there. Um, it's it's hard to predict what he's going to do this week because Josh Jacobs is he's been getting way more utilized in the passing game, but Kansas City's defense has really turned it on the last couple of weeks. I don't know if it's sustainable or if they're going to kind of regress as the season goes on, but their defense is clicking right now. So Josh Jacobs, he has been getting saved a little bit more by being used in the passing game a little bit more. Kenyon Drake's out for the rest of the year, so it could be a very good sign for Josh Jacobs. Antonio Gibson is being a monster the last couple of weeks. Um, They're using him in the passing game. This Antonio Gibson is what everyone drafted him to be at the start of this year. That's what everyone kind of thought his potential was, and we're kind of seeing that the last few weeks, so I do love that as well. Josh Allen, again, against Tampa Bay. That should be just fine. We should. They don't have a running game anyway for... Buffalo so it's going to be playing strength into weakness for Tampa Bay so I do love that as well we got Amari Cooper and Brandon Cooks for the wide receivers Amari Cooper finally healthy Brandon Cooks up against Seattle not really that scary of a matchup but just Houston wide receiver very inconsistent don't love to see it at all Um, he is rocking Foster Moreau at tight end up against Kansas City again Moreau has been pretty good as a Waller replacement. Uh, Waller is definitely going to be out, who Eric also has. But yeah, I I think he's going to be just fine. They're going to find ways to get him the ball. Brandon Ayuk and Jarvis Landry at flex. So Jarvis has been very good since they've gotten rid of Odell. He's been solid. He's got a very high floor. Brandon Ayuk was a lot better without Debo the last couple weeks, but with Debo and Kittle both out on the field, I don't know if we can trust Ayuk to have his regular ceiling games that he has the potential for, but uh, I think that he should be just fine. He should have probably like six or seven targets in this game. What can he do with it? So we'll see this weekend. Now on the other side, we have 
James's team. So we've got Patrick Mahomes at quarterback going up against the Raiders. Uh, we got Aaron Jones going up against Chicago. Clyde Edwards-Alaire versus the Raiders. So the Kansas City quarterbacks and running back stack there. I don't know if I love that too much. Raiders defense has been a little inconsistent. Clyde's been very inconsistent. So I guess we'll find out which one shows up this week. Then the wide receivers, we got Hollywood Brown and Jamar Chase. Do love both of those guys. Good matchups, Hollywood against Cleveland and Jamar Chase against San Francisco. Great matchups there. Cincinnati against San Francisco is kind of a sneaky good matchup in my opinion. Uh, We got Pat Fryermuth who played last night and Deontay Johnson who played last night. And then the last player is T. Higgins. So we're going with the Cincy Pitt stack for James in this matchup. Uh, I don't know how good the ceiling is for both T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. Again, it's risky, but he doesn't have a ton of options down on his bench. So the only thing I would think of possibly switching around here is throwing in someone like Jamal Williams over T. Higgins or Jamar Chase, whichever one you uh, feel more comfortable sitting. But I mean, I can I can understand it when you need to win to get a playoff berth. You want to play your stud. So I, I don't fault you. I, it's just a really risky strategy starting both Jamar and T. Higgins in this matchup. So we'll see there again. It's it's a good lineup. I do like both of these rosters. I think I give the edge to Eric. I think those running backs and quarterback are just going to, they're going to have a very, very good ceiling this week. And then the flex guys with Ayuk and Jarvis, they're going to have a very high floor, kind of carry him through there. So, um, it's a tough matchup, but I think that James does have the firepower. When all of his team is clicking, he can definitely put up some points. So uh, we'll see what ultimately shakes out there, but it is going to be a fun matchup. Now, the last matchup we're going to talk about, which is probably the most critical, like I've mentioned before, is going to be Rick versus Braden in this week's matchup. And Rick's team is actually kind of terrifying. So he's got Cam Newton. He picked him up off waivers this week. Uh, Instead of rolling with Ryan Tannehill, he's going to be rolling with Cam Newton up against Atlanta. Do love that for a ceiling play. Um, He could have no floor, but we'll, I guess we'll find out which one we're going to get. We've got Najee and Dalvin in his running backs. And again, they had a very good night up against each other last night. So off to a great start for Rick there. He's got Emmanuel Sanders and Hunter Renfro uh, in his wide receiver slots. Again, Kansas City's secondary, not the best. Tampa Bay's secondary, non-existent. So I think that Sanders could have a very good day in this one. Um, it all guess, I guess it just depends if they're going to go with Sanders or Gabe Davis in this one. Tight end is a little weak here. We got Gerald Everett up against Houston. Gerald Everett, I don't know if he's even going to see much playing time. He had like four fumbles last week or three fumbles. It was crazy. Uh, But then the flex again where Rick is supremely strong. And the reason why my perfect plan of giving Dalvin Cook to Rick didn't pay off is because Dalvin Cook wasn't supposed to play this week, which would would have left Rick in a very uh, precarious situation, meaning he would have had to start Javante over Dalvin Cook. And then his last flex would have been someone like Marvin Jones or Tyler Boyd or David Johnson or something like that. Instead, Dalvin Cook decided to play after only 11 days after separating his shoulder and put up 
37 points. So yeah, you, you love to see that, I guess. But it is, uh, again, this is why I really like that trade for me and Rick. Um, he got Dalvin Cook. I got A.J. Dillon in a first. It just uh, did not work out like I wanted it to by him missing playoffs. But Javante Williams, David Montgomery, Dalvin Cook, and Najee Harris, that is a powerhouse core of running backs that Rick has. He still is pretty weak at wide receiver, but yeah, that that core of running backs is genuinely terrifying. And he's got David Montgomery and Javante Williams in his flex. Now, Melvin Gordon should be back this week, but it's up against Detroit, so I don't know if it matters. David Montgomery's up against Green Bay, so that would probably be a little bit of a tougher matchup. And they've got Justin Fields back this week, so they might try and lean on David Montgomery a little bit more in this matchup. Uh, and try and take the ball out of Justin Fields' hands a little bit more. But again, he should have a solid floor in this game. Now on the flip side, Braden's team. It is a true David versus Goliath after that Thursday night game. We have Joe Burrow at quarterback, Joe Mixon at running back. We've got Austin Eckler at running back, Jerry Judy, Jamison Crowder, Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, and Kareem Hunt as Braden's team. Now, on paper, I would definitely probably say Rick's team is going to blow him out of the water. Projection-wise, it is the same situation. He's projected to win by 20. I do like Braden's team a lot more than what the projections say at this point. Joe Burrow is dealing with a little bit of a hand issue, which is a little bit terrifying, but it's up against San Francisco, who has not been the same terrifying defense that they've been in years past. I think Joe Burrow has a solid matchup there, and I think that he could be just fine. Joe Mixon, same situation. Um, He's been really, really good this year. Joe Mixon, he's a little banged up. I think they were probably giving him a little bit more of a rest day. He had 19 touches in last week's game. He had a touchdown, 54 yards. Not the best, most efficient day last week against the Chargers. Everyone kind of expected him to do better. But just two weeks ago, he had 28 carries up up against the Pittsburgh Steelers for 165-2. and four catches. So, I mean, he's just had a ton of work since the bye week four weeks ago. It was in week 10. He has had almost 75 touches already, which is just a ton. So, um, oh, just carries, sorry, just 75 carries. I'm not even adding in the, uh, the four, oh, only four catches. So only, yeah, about 80 touches in the last three weeks, which is a lot of touches. So, It does scare me a little bit there, but I think that he should be perfectly fine again in this matchup. Austin Eckler up against the Giants. Giants have not been that good. The Chargers, again, they might be out Keenan Allen or Mike Williams or both, which means that Austin Eckler is going to play a much more necessary role in this matchup. So I do really, really like Austin Eckler to have a very good week. I could see a Dalvin Cook type of week out of Austin Eckler this week in all honesty. Um, I know he's a little banged up, but I think he'll be just fine come Sunday. Now, wide receivers, we got Jerry Judy and Jamison Crowder for Braden. And Judy is tough to say. I mean, they're up against Detroit. I don't know how I feel about him. He's a little scary. I think that Jerry Judy is going to be much better next year when they have a better quarterback. But as of right now, the the Denver Broncos are just in a weird spot. They're good, but they're not great. Um, they're just good enough to compete, but not good enough to be competitive if that makes sense so um jerry judy might be the uh the the critical player here but jamison crowder up against new orleans i 
like that quite a bit as well. New Orleans, their team is very inconsistent this year. Um, If they lose this game, they're out of playoffs. And I think the Jets have a good chance to be competitive in this matchup. I'm hoping that Elijah Moore plays as well for myself. Um, And then Elijah Moore and Jamison Crowder can just do work on this New Orleans team. I'm really hoping to see that. I guess we'll find out. Sean Payton's kind of an evil genius there. He might abuse Zach Wilson a little bit in this matchup, but I think the receivers are going to be very necessary. Now, the powerhouse here, I think that the reason why I think that Braden is going to have a little bit higher of a chance is because he's got Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews. Um, He's playing both of them this week. Kelsey up against the Raiders, great matchup. Mark Andrews just played Cleveland. I think that he's not going to be able to repeat that performance that he had last time. Um, I think that was the 50-point game, right? No, that was against Indy, sorry. He just played Cleveland, had 17 points. He had uh, 65 yards and a touchdown. I could see that happening again. Cleveland's defense is not what it used to be. Um, It's kind of beaten up the last few weeks, so I guess we'll find out. But I think Mark Andrews has a very high floor in this matchup. And then Kareem Hunt up against Baltimore is his last flex. And I think that uh, Baltimore might get up early in this game because it's a divisional game. Baltimore's at home. um, Or sorry, Cleveland's at home. But I think Baltimore's going to come out here and try and prove that their team is not as bad as it's been the last few weeks. So uh, I think that they're going to get up early, which impacts Nick Chubb a little bit more than Kareem Hunt. They're going to try and keep up with the Baltimore Ravens with Kareem Hunt and using a lot more of him in the passing game. So I do like Braden's team. Um, it's Like I said, it's going to be a tough matchup, but there is the possibility that uh, Javante Williams is not nearly as good. Maybe they go with uh, Melvin Gordon a lot more because you know, Javante had so many touches last week. Maybe David Montgomery gets absolutely stuffed by Green Bay. Gerald Everett could just get pulled because he fumbles the ball another time. Um, Emmanuel Sanders, you know, there, there's a lot of question marks left on Rick's team. It does give you a great, a great advantage when you have 63 points after only two players. But again, I think that, I think that Braden has a chance if I was a betting man though. Um, and I'll just lean into that, I guess the predictions for the week. So I'm going to go through each each game and just give my prediction on what's going to happen. I think that I'm going to beat Ken in our game. Uh, I think that I just have too much firepower with my guys, and I know that Ken has some secret potential, but Latavius Murray and you know uh, Ty Johnson for the Jets, I don't think that they're going to be that good this week. So I do like my chances up against Ken this week. So I'm going to take myself in that one. I'm going to lock up a playoff spot. I think that uh, I think that Ryan is going to lose against Dan. Dan's going to smoke him in this one. Um, so Ryan is going to be in the hot seat. But I think that, man, if I had to predict, I think that Eric's going to win. I think that Eric is going to get the second bye. Ryan is going to finish in third, which means James is going to lose. But I also think, Braden is going to lose. I think that James is going to lock up the sixth seed in the playoffs. Braden will be in the non-playoffs. He's going to miss playoffs. And then that would put me at the five seed, Rick at the four seed, and Ryan at the three seed. So uh, it's going to be an interesting playoff scenario. There's a lot of different ways this could go. If um, 
both. <laughs> There's no way I don't think I can end up as the four seed. I don't believe I can either be the five or six, but there is a world where I end up in the, I can either be playing Ryan slash Eric in week one, or I could be playing Rick in week one. So it's a, it's a very large range of, of outcomes that could happen this week. So that is the final week going into playoffs. I will be back next week to recap how this weekend goes, but it is going to be a fun one. It's going to be a nail biter. Uh, we all just got to hold on tight and see who makes it through this weekend alive. So good luck in your games. Good luck this weekend and have a good night.